Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back. Set the spread for UFC 280. We're way out in advance of this one. It's the beginning of August, UFC 280, obviously this Saturday, October 22nd. We've never before, we've never done this before, been this far ahead, so I'm excited for it. Um, and rightfully so for the card of the year. I mean, we're still filling out this card. We know the main card at this point, and uh, we're going to work our way through that here in a Matthew, second because we've got lines. Not to correct you, but you messed up slightly. You said card of the year. It's actually card of the century. I've been following forever. This has to be maybe the best card I've ever seen. We're still getting fight announcements for it. I saw – what did I see just the other day? Oh, like, don't, get your, don't get too giddy because two. I, Danny just brought up the point to look at 78, 79. 79 is really suffering because of it. <laughs> Let, let's not go in the past, though. We're excited about this week. We're going to have our main episode out later in the week. We'll have some sort of content out to you Saturday morning as well, finalizing our card. Looking forward to it. UFC 280 in Abu Dhabi at the Ad Arena. And actually, it's a day card. So it will – day card here in the States. So we will see what we can get to you Saturday morning, but we'll be up and rolling. Prelims are 9 a.m. Central time. Main card, 1 p.m. Central time. From Kobe, Hobby can Hobby. I tease it? You know what? I'm going to tease it. Uh, we've got a lot of cogs in motion, but uh, Kobe mentioned some content on Saturday morning, and he also mentioned it's an early card. There's a chance that this is the first ankle pick fight companion. So oh. stay tuned for, for that potential. I'm I game. like the sound of that. I'm game. We got months to plan it too, so let's get on top of that. Um, should we jump right in? Yes, sir. I'm shocked we haven't. I'm guessing this won't end up on the main card because I know one fight that we don't have lines for just yet. Shout out to Benny Dariush and Mateusz Gamrat. We don't have lines for that yet, so we're going to skip that for now. But we do have a women's strawweight bout between Amanda Lemos and Marina Rodriguez. Dan coming off whatever our most recent set the spread victory is. Um, records, I guess, kind of we can throw them out the window because we're going to have a much different record by the time we get there. But we'll keep this one in mind. Dan, why don't you lead things off? Yeah, this is a uh, fun fight. These are two women I really like watching fight. And you know that if you watch, or if you watch on YouTube, if you listen to our podcast, there aren't a lot of women on the roster that I get this excited about. But it's on both sides. And it's it's – Two fabulous strikers, um, and and usually I'm excited about women's jujitsu, which is just the the unique thing I'll point out. Um, this is really interesting because I don't think that Marina Rodriguez has ever been in the octagon with anyone that has nearly the same level of power or speed in terms of in, in terms of the hands uh, that Amanda Lemos has coming back at her, and although. Lemos is a really skyrocketing prospect. I know that the the trajectory was a little bit stifled just on the Jessica and Draj result, but um, Jessica's more of a prestigious grappler. Marina's not going to come out there and standing arm triangle Amanda. Um, 
this is going to be her toughest test too, and definitely her least hittable opponent. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm looking at Michelle Waterson, who thinks she has a lot of great footwork, but obviously Amanda Lemos was a huge favorite there, and and Angela Hill, who's all output, another huge favorite. Um, I don't think that Lemos is going to be a huge favorite. I actually think that she's going to be a dog. Um, Marina Rodriguez has the experience, and like I said. Skill-wise, I think that she's probably technically the better striker. And that's what's going to come down to in a, in a, in a striking match. And, and I know I've been rambling a little bit because I, I still need to zero in on a number. But I'm going with Marina Rodriguez, and I'm going minus 145. Mm, this is, again, like why is Danny – my opponent because obviously we both like Rena Rodriguez so we can see past the illusion of Amanda Lemos and her phenomenal Michelle Waterson performance look I, I think Marina Rodriguez brings more to the table than any opponent she's faced outside of Jessica Andrade and that's and and that's like not really up for debate in my opinion I mean Miranda Granger eventually will be that but not Miranda Granger. I was thinking Miranda Maverick, who she has not fought. Um, no, I'm talking. So just out of Jessica Andrade, Marina Rodriguez is by far the toughest test to deal with. On the flip side, Amanda uh, Marina Rodriguez has faced uh, Zhao Zhanan, who I think when it comes to like a striking standpoint, some of the best the division has. I know the decisions up for debate. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, who on the submission aspect is some of the best you can face against. Um, so I, Dan, I'm with you. Uh, Marina Rodriguez got a split decision against Carlos Farza. She's gunning to get that back. You did 45. I'm going to do 65 for Marina Rodriguez plus 145 for Lemos on the other side. It's a little high for my blood. Well, I also don't know women's MMA worth a lick. Apparently you do. Minus 160 Rodriguez. Oh, I like that Lamos comeback. Come on, Dan. No, no, Marina's your girl. Don't do that. She's Don't always ha- she always has well, been, but no, Marina's your girl. She always has been. She always will be. Don't psych yourself out. Marina's your lady. Amanda Lemos is 35. When did that happen? Uh 35 years ago. To the date. Give or take. Wow. 365. Give or take. <laughs> Um, bantamweight bout the next one we're rolling through here Piotr Jan and Sugar Sean O'Malley Reese, oh my go god a line's out for this I'm so excited to, for this to break um, look I have been Reese before you start I'm going to do yeah. you a favor Kobe oh. can you share with us how long this line has been out because that's going to influence my number a whole lot um, thank you for my me best on. here It looks like it's been out for about a week and a half, two weeks. Where again, this is beginning of August that we're recording, so it's mid late July that this came out. Okay, go ahead, Reese. Sorry. No, I appreciate that because that's something that is worth noting. Um, but look, if you've been listening to podcasts for a long time, you know that I like to fade Sugar Sean O'Malley. Hashtag Julian Piva. Um. However, 
I don't know if when there's a guy like Sugar Sean O'Malley on the other side who's been very, very strategical with how they pick, how he picks fights, who he fights, when he fights. The organization's been very strategical with who he fights, when he fights. I'm honestly shocked this fight got put through. I don't know if I'm the only one who feels that way. Um, but a guy like Sugar Sean O'Malley, in my opinion, can't be the plus 400 that arguably he should be for this fight. Um, I know 400 might be a little bit extreme, but he should be severely up there. And I don't know if that's going to happen. And that's why what Danny mentioned is so important. How long has this line been open? Because anyone who knows and anyone who's advanced enough to be betting UFC 280 now is taking Piotr Jan. And there's no way you can convince me otherwise, unless the line opened at Jan minus a thousand, which it did. Um, I'm going to go Piotr Jan minus 350. Okay. And I think it closes at low 400s. Um, but I do think that there just has to be a cap on where a guy like O'Malley can, line can go. Because there's just, I mean, at a certain point, you have to take a shot on him that they keep this standing the whole time and O'Malley pieces him up. And honestly, 350 might be that point. And you're talking to a guy who doesn't want to back O'Malley because I find him so one-dimensional, which I know Dan disagrees with me. I do disagree with you there. I agree with everything you said, though, in terms of analysis. This is, I mean, Reese has been complaining about it all day, but it goes both ways. I mean, you're, you're a smart dude when it comes to breaking down these fights and especially these opening line movements. Thank you, sir. I'm really just picking over or under here. And um, I'm going to go under. I've got the most respect in the world for Piotr Jan. I, I have to think that the public is waning on him a little bit. On paper, this this record looks a lot worse with two back to back, or I know mean, they're not back to back, but two losses to Al, both to Aljamain Sterling, big red L's. And I know how I think about those red L's, but um, yeah, I, I I have to think that the public's souring a little bit on a guy who I still hold in a top five pound for pound fighter respect, maybe even a top three in terms See, of skill. See, I'm like in, the world. in a very similar vein, and that's why I don't know. What, like you must be just playing the market rather than playing what you think. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to be all over Piotr at whatever number. I think that he, there's no chance he loses this, especially after Sean O'Malley. I'll, I'll give you Piotr minus 12,000 right now. If you want it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm whatever sure. number. <laughs> after Kobe can tell us the number in a second, I'm going under you after Kobe tells us the number. I'm sure I got it better than 12,000. But back to your point of, of uh, how this fight got made and how it's surprising Sean's taking this step in his career. It, it goes to what his comment was the other day or, or last week or so um, about how he's seeing the UFC more as an outlet to sell merch and less so about. I didn't hear that. The championship anymore. I didn't hear that quote. Is he pivoting to like a Patty Pimlet type mindset? I know Pimlet probably still sees gold, but I mean, anyone who knows like really follows knows Pimlet's not on that trajectory. Um, it didn't sound like Sugar was like not trying to be competitive. It just sounded like this is an opportunity for me to make money elsewhere and I can use this profile that I have to do so. And because I wonder if getting dismantled by a guy like Piotr Jan helps him or hurts him. I guess it depends what antic goes on before and after. Yeah. But Connor McGregor changed this game forever, man. I mean, it still blows my mind what that man's done to this sport. For, for if the, all the people who know who were pre-Connor to post-Connor, it's like, whoa. 
Like the emulation is ridiculous. Dan, your number? Uh, just price is right under Reese. I mean, it's a big yeah. number. And <laughs> how we're going to play? Under will not help you. Minus 410. Let's go. Let's go. 400 him. Let's go. Where did it open, baby? Uh, 350. Oh, you're, 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 you had nowhere to go, Dan. Woo! Poha! Poha China! Poha Burns! Gilbert Poha, Poha Burns! Gilbert Poha! Uh, actually, it looks like it opened 330, but... Either way. The money will come back on O'Malley. <laughs> Maybe. Dude, can we just bring up the fact, not to rub salt in the wounds, but Dan's fading his boys. Fades Marina Rodriguez. Fades his top three pound-for-pound pound Piotr Jan. Dan, trust your gut. You know more than Vegas. But Lemos and O'Malley are also his boys. Lemos is? What, what, about, a, what about going back a whole while, uh, fading Shavkat, who is my boy to begin with? Like, one of my <laughs> biggest boys. You got me on the Shavkat train, and even I saw that one coming. It's 2-0, Reese. We've got three more to run through here. First up, welterweight bout between Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady. Undefeated Sean Brady at that. Me? Yeah, Dan, you're, you're up. Bilal Muhammad, I'm starting to think is that dude. Am I crazy? And I know Sean Brady's really talented. Um I've been talking a lot, a lot, a lot this year about Henzo Gracie Philly, and they're probably going to be at the top of my nomination at the end of the year when we go through uh, our ankle pick awards and we talk about gym of the year and coach of the year and, and a lot of those nominations. Great camp up there in Henzo Gracie Philly. I was not all that impressed by the Chiesa performance, though, and I was crazy impressed. I've been blown away, really, by everything Bilal has shown me with Wonderboy and Vicente Luque. I think – Bilal Muhammad's a favorite here. He's he's hated by the public. He's hated by MMA gamblers. Um, and I don't think he fully gets respect here at all. But I do think the the pendulum is swinging his direction. And I'm going Bilal Muhammad minus 120. So I'm gonna I'm gonna price his right down. Okay. I'm going to do Sean Brady minus 120. Okay. So not total prices, right. But prices, right. To the point where if it's even, um, we, we even put. The push. here's the thing. I think Danny just Shavkat Rachmanum himself. I, I think Sean Brady, Sean Brady and Shavkat. I think Sean Brady is a sizable favorite here. I think you see Sean Brady with a two handle in front of it. It would just be irresponsible for me to go that high in a game that I take so seriously. And that is, that is up there with life or death in how serious this game is. And so for that reason, strategically, I'm going Sean Brady minus 120. If I went first, I'm doing Sean Brady minus 190. But I didn't go first. Let's go there, and I'll take. Nope, I did not go first. I did not go first, and so I'm taking my advantage to the bank, and I'm going to go 120, and I'm going to. You know, I'm fine. Ball Muhammad's favorite here. There's zero chance. 
Bilal Muhammad is plus 110. Wow, Danny, thank you. Wait, sir. oh, that's, so that's not even. All right, I, I got excited even. for a second. No, but thank you, sir. Because I would have, if I went first, it's your point, baby. Reese takes the point, Dan gets the glory. Also, I just want to mention now, um, after this episode does end, I will be hitting the, 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 uh, the, the desk and getting that Sean Brady in early. I think that's yeah, Sean Brady minus 130 is the, I other think way. that steams a lot higher. Um, I just don't think Bilal beat Sean Brady anywhere. So I've been off on this card. You're closer well, than, I mean, but Danny, well, you didn't you, get the point you, there, but in theory, this should be your point, but it's not. And at last we continue on. Uh, we do have two title fights left and we're not going to spoil that. Um, bantamweight title bout first between Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw. So you guys take it however you want from here. Reese, Reese takes the day. See, so here's the thing. I'll, I'll set this one. I'll give Dan the main event. But this one, I have no idea where to set this. Aljo's going to be the favorite. Um, but, man, dude, I think Dillashaw is going to take this. But, again, it's like I was wrong about Jan twice. Um, so, I might not be the guy to ask. I'm going to go small favorite. I'm going to go, like, Aljo minus 150. TJ minus 130. But the accolades TJ had, I feel like can't be as overlooked as people are overlooking them. Um, so hopefully I'm not off on that. I think that Dillashaw, after that Sandhagen performance, will bring a very similar um, problem to the plate of Aljo. And so the question really will be, can Aljo get his grappling off? People forget TJ's a wrestle uh, used to be a wrestler. You know, it, he, his striking that that you've seen on display in like a fight like Sandhagen is kind of an evolved within the sport. But the foundation for TJ is in fact wrestling, and so we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see if Aljo can get it off. I do think Aljo's going to be the favorite. I think Aljo's defending, um, but I do think for some reason people hate Aljo, and it's unfortunate because it's really just because of that knee that. Did he embellish? Probably, but he didn't do anything wrong. He just got hit, and and uh, people are now hating on him. Um, so I think it will swing in the favor of Dillashaw, but for all intents and purposes, I'm going to go 150 Aljo. Over under 150, Dan. I'm going over. Uh, I, I like Aljo apparently more than a lot of people. i looking at that split decision with Corey, and obviously – he, TJ, he outperformed his number of plus 165, but I, I think Aljo would be a substantial favor, favorite over Corey in that situation too. And um, well, I think, I'm really impressed by Aljo's grappling. I think it's closer to 200, but it, it, for the purpose of the game, I would take like a minus 170, 65. Um, wouldn't on, be surprised before, to come fight night. It's closer to that before too. Before you get to it, uh, Kobe, Sandhagen Aljo was dead even. So they did give more respect to Aljo than Dillashaw, um, but it wasn't as egregious as we would think. But, I mean, the Sandhagen-Dillashaw fight was, I think, almost a year, year and a half, two years post that Aljo sub. And I'm saying that the rematch with Sandhagen would have Aljo as a significant, more significant favorite. That's what you're saying. I agree. 155, Aljo. 
What did Danny Therese say? Therese all over it. Danny said over, but he said 170. Or I think he said he would go would go higher. I, I would never have hit 155 on it. Like, I would never. That's yeah. low. What, what I love that at? number. Kobe, what did it open at? Uh, I don't have that up. but Okay. No, no worries. No worries. I was just wondering if it did, in fact, steam towards TJ like I thought. Like, and that 155 is on DraftKings, Kobe? 155 is on DraftKings, Alja. I will be placing that upon hang-up. Um, speaking of title fights, we've got one more. The main event of UFC 280. Cannot wait for this one. We were just saying pre-show that can't believe that this one's a fight that's really happening. Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev. Dan, go ahead and kick this one off. I mean, this is a crazy line to set. Uh, I'm a little bit happy that it doesn't matter. Islam is, I mean, the 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 boy wonder, the next goat, the the prince in in waiting. I I, I don't know how many titles I can use, but um, it seems like this guy has already been crowned. And I'm talking even two three years ago with the quotes that DC and Habib talk about him, and these are two of the most prestigious grapplers to ever step foot in the octagon are talking about how Islam has better cardio than both of them combined ragdolls them outmatches them in strength. I mean, it's it, the things you hear about Islam are, are really make him seem like he's not human. Um, and the things we've seen from Charles Oliveira in this title run are not human. I mean, he, he's coming back from death in seemingly every single fight to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat make everything as entertaining as possible. Um, but what his opponents seem to have no answer for is that jujitsu, is that grappling, something Islam is really prepared for, prepared to take it there immediately. I almost think that Oliveira needs a knockout if he's going to win this, which is which is scary to me because of how much I respect that guy's grappling. That being said, I, I think that Islam has a better path to victory. I won't say more tools to win even though I just pigeonholed Charles as like a KO or bust kind of guy. Um, but I see that I, I see Islam with a easier path to victory. So I'm going actually with the challenger as the favorite. We're going to see and new Islam Makachev minus one sixty. So I do think Oliveira is going to retain his title. Um, but I have a question for Danny. Do you think we have seen this highly touted of a prospect, I guess you'll call it, pre-title fight as Islam Makhachev? I mean, the only thing that I think comes close is what we're seeing with Hamzat. And right. the, the reason it comes close is because he's more active. I'm and by the way, you. Hamzat's now fought since this is going to be recorded. Well, so I... So, yeah, but he's going to smoke Nate. So yeah, assuming that everyone makes way. There's, I guess, hoops. No, but he's going to smoke Nate. Nate so even, fight, it but. doesn't matter. But, um, so, the reason why I bring that up is because I think when when the, the who's who of prospects, I mean, we're talking about, like, the best guys fight for title fights, it's usually slight dogs or slight favorites. Like, for example, Usman against Woodley. That's a great example. Usain, and Usain wasn't as highly touted as Islam. Um, so the the line I want to give you is Oliveira minus 120, Islam plus 110, 
or plus minus 110 or whatever it would be, plus plus 100. Um, but I know that every one of their mothers on Islam there, except me. I think Oliveira is going to win. I really do. So I'm going to go a little bit higher than that because I think everyone in the public and everyone's on Islam. I mean, I've never seen people talk about someone like they talk about Islam. So I'm going to go Islam minus one. What'd you do, Danny? I said 65, right? I was going to say 60. So since it doesn't matter, I'm going to say under. Um, But my line was 160. So I think Dan might be sniffing it. 180 Islam. Dude, that's fucking ridiculous. We're both right on the trajectory, but it's not the number. That is ridiculous, bro. Let's see what's the best number you can get on Charles the other way. Uh, Plus 160 in a couple spots. That is mental. I mean, like, look, I don't want to be the fish who's like, oh, but it's the champion. But, like, dude. Islam champion, dude, and it's as impressive of a champion as as really we've seen. And I know that, that, but it's like we're talking about a guy who can sub literally anyone, literally anyone. We're talking about a guy whose striking has come significantly farther along than Islam. So the question is. Is Charles just going to spend time on his back or is he going to be successful in subbing Islam? That's really what the question comes down to. Um, But I'm all over Charles that night, baby. Come on. And still he's illuminated by God. I don't know if you've seen that video, but it's badass. We literally have months to talk this one through. I'm glad that we got out ahead of it with the set of spread. I can't wait for the fight of the century, the card of the century, I guess, not the fight of the century. Also, sorry, everybody. I know you're wondering or you feel robbed about the no Mateus Gamrat Benel Darius. And maybe uh where do you guys think that opens at real quick? Um Matouche minus two hundred. I mean Dan's right over it. I was gonna say one ninety or two ten. I would have thought closer to even, but Dan, I think Dan's right on top of it. So dude, that Matouche Armin fight is gonna go down as one of the coolest fights. Like those those guys are gonna be right. That fight was ever. incredible. Yeah. I'm considering I've been like I've I've opened up the uh whatever the web page is what I guess what you call it uh, on the ufccollectibles.com of the autograph poster of the Saruk Yan Matush Gamrod event and it has so much to do with just those two guys being such studs and me thinking they're they're going to go so far. I, I want that poster. Um even though the card like top to bottom wasn't the greatest um, hey, Jamie Moore, ankle, ankle lock winner. Dude, we got to decorate our offices, man. All right. We'll, we'll close things up. Reese, we'll close up with the Poha. Again, way out in advance, but cannot wait for this card. We'll have more to you later in the week. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but hopefully we get some bike companion, something live going for us. Reese, go ahead. The honors. Glad to extend the lead, baby. With with Danny nipping at the heels, you can never get too many dubs. Pull ha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.